Hello, everyone. It's your favorite homeboy, Zach Iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far, So Hood, the place for those who are misunderstood, baby. This is your home. Kick your feet up. Let's talk about some things and let's spill some tea. Welcome back to another episode of So Far So Hood. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I hope your week has been good. You know, mine's been all right. There's been ups, there's been downs, but you can't be too mad at it. It's been chill. This episode is going to be really good for the weekly run up. We will be talking about the confirmation of Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson. We will be talking about Jojo Siwa being blacklisted from the Kids Choice Awards. And we will also be discussing the culture wars being created by the GOP, which is very, very scary. The topic for today is going to be about building your success identity and the three ways to become more confident in yourself. Now, before we get into all that, let me introduce myself. I'm your host, Zach Iconic Thomas. You can follow me on Instagram at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas. And you can follow the show Instagram at So Far So Hood Show. Now, you know, for this new season of the podcast, I am starting the new segment of beginning the episode with podcast of the week. And this week, podcast of the week is dedicated to this black girl podcast. They are a show that is based in Canada. They are discuss black issues they go into pop culture they go into politics and i really love this black girl podcast because it's a show that is based in canada so it really allows me to see the perspective of black people from that country and it's just it's such a beautiful thing because it goes to show you that black people cannot be even boiled down to one culture really anymore and there's so many different views in so many different interpretations of how pop culture and how politics affects the black community in this black girl podcast. It does a really good job at remaining authentic while being funny as hell. You know, I love a funny podcast. If you can be funny and informational, informative at the same time, you got me. All right. You really got me. So be sure to check out this black girl podcast. It is available wherever you're listening to this podcast. So yeah, be sure to check them out. Now, let's get into our weekly run-up. I have um, some new sneakers on. There's a hole at the bottom of them, so I might be like limping a little bit, but yeah, I'm ready to run. Let's get into the news. To start off this week's weekly run-up, let's pick up where we left off last week and discuss the official confirmation of Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson. Well, I can officially say she will be Justice Kentaji Brown Jackson. It is a very historic moment for our country. It is something that black, black teenagers, black children, black women just black people of all generations they they really feel this moment and it's something that is is mind-blowing to me that there's never been a black woman on the supreme court of the united states but we now have that representation we now have our seat at that table and it just feels so good it feels so so good she was confirmed by a vote of 53 to 47 with three Republican senators voting in her favor, that being Senator 
Mitt Romney, Senator Lisa Murkowski, and Senator um, Susan Collins from Maine. So she was confirmed with bipartisan support. So that's really good. And there was no reason for her to not be confirmed with bipartisan support, considering this was Kentaji Brown Jackson's third time being fourth time. Actually, this was her fourth time being confirmed by the Senate. She was confirmed by the Senate three times prior because she was on the D.C. Circuit Court and she was confirmed by with bipartisan support then. But, you know, the Supreme Court is its own different political game in the fact that President Biden came through with his campaign promise of putting the first black woman on the court. It's amazing. And not only did he put a black woman on the court, he put someone on the court with impeccable character with immense talent like she is one of the most qualified people to ever ever be nominated for the supreme court and it's really a proud moment in her hearing she really discussed the impact of being a black woman and attending harvard and how hard it was for her to persevere and i really feel that because when you're black you have to work so much harder to get anything and to get that same spot. So this is really a a moment of jubilee and it's a moment of celebration. And I'm joyful, all right? I am very joyful. Now, the the Republican senators were not very happy um, upon her being confirmed by the first black vice president, first woman vice president, Kamala Harris, they were very angry. They were walking out upset as everyone was clapping in favor of Judge Kentonji Brown Jackson. Say what you want about President Biden, but we have Kamala Harris as vice president. We have Judge Kentonji Brown Jackson on the Supreme Court. And if it wasn't for people voting, we would not have those historic moments. So it's really, really good. It's a really, really good moment for the United States. Now, let's talk about some um, some culture wars for a second. Now, a culture war is um, when a group of people believe one thing and another group of people believe another thing. So they just fight, you know, they just fight, they just fight. And it's like the culture wars in the United States have gotten out of hand and it's gotten really crazy. Um, To start off, like I wanted to, to discuss Jojo Siwa. Yeah. Yeah. My girl, Jojo Siwa. The Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards did her dirty recently, and I was not about to do this podcast without bringing it up. Now, we all know the Kids Choice Awards has, it's, it's been fell off. Like, you know, it was always a moment. We used to rush home from school. We used to get ready for the Kids Choice Awards, and we used to vote. It used to be a whole process, but, you know, no one cares anymore. I don't even think the kids care, but as we all know, JoJo Siwa is a gay icon, and She has cut her hair. You know, she is embracing herself, growing up, being who she is. And the the Kids Choice Awards did not invite her. It is something that, you know, you wouldn't think it wouldn't be a very big deal. But this has been like all over the news and stuff. And it's been all over my timeline. So I really wanted to discuss it because I feel as if... There is this thing to where children cannot be exposed to 
inspirational figures who are legitimately themselves. And there's something very distasteful about that. And the fact that Nickelodeon, of all people, is like having the nerve to even go there. Because we all know they didn't invite JoJo Siwa because JoJo Siwa has come recently come out as lesbian. And considering they have people directing shows who like getting feet pictures and all this freaky shit and all this crazy shit that be going on the Kids' Choice Awards. Hell, I remember when fucking Rihanna came on and performed Rude Boy at the Kids' Choice Awards. It was iconic, but still, that's not something ideally created for children to be watching, you know, or to be listening to. So, to to transition from the JoJo Siwa situation, um, the there is a, a nationwide like attack on LGBT rights, on transgender rights, and it's it's really coming from the GOP. Like to to talk about it some more, let's discuss the Florida don't say gay bill that has recently been passed by Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, the don't say gay bill pretty much prohibits any discussion of gender identity in schools. It it prohibits the discussion of pretty much being openly LGBT, that it puts teachers who are LGBT at risk because teachers can't even openly say that they have a husband if they're a man. They can't say if they have a wife if they're a woman. Like They can't be open about their same-sex marriages without being now at fear that they're going to be sued due to this new legislation and it's something that's not being discussed enough like this should be discussed as much as Chris Rock getting popped at the Oscars like this is detrimental stuff towards transgender people and it's the Republican senators and the GOP in general is utilizing our youth and utilizing the younger generation in order to really intensify these culture wars and to get their point across because they simply can't say we don't want gays to get married because that's that's not the that's not what a majority of people support anymore a majority of people support equality for gay people believe it or not so now they're like oh we have transgender people they're playing sports and quote unquote biological people are playing sports in different genders and we have all these things being taught to our children and they know these are not legitimate issues but as a result of them needing a way to message their homophobia this is how they're doing it so really pay attention to all the legislation that's being pushed throughout all these these red states because it's it's very it's very frightening and it's disheartening like damn from Jojo Siwa being fucking blacklisted from the Kids Choice Awards to legislation being signed into place to ban people from discussing gender identity it's just crazy and when I was in high school I was a member of the pride club I was president of the pride club I was vice president of the pride club so that having that education educational experience of learning what it's like to grow up LGBT, that was really important for me in school. So the fact that they're not allowing people to have that in Florida, it's very disgusting. But what else can you do besides vote? Vote, vote, vote. 
So we have come to the end of our weekly run out, but we are about to get into our topic, which is going to be about the importance of building your success identity. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We are back with our topic. And for this episode, I wanted to discuss the concept of a success identity. Now, I first found out about this while I was in a college course recently, and I found it to be so intriguing. Now, breaking down the definition of it, a success identity is pretty much identifying with success, to put it as simply as possible. The opposite of a success identity is a, a failure identity. So, for example, like say you're about to take a test and you know you're not prepared for it and you know you didn't study for it. And instead of saying, you know what, I'll be fine. You go into it with the mentality of knowing that you're going to do bad. And then as a result, you do bad on the test more likely than not. So I really think the concept of a success identity should be taught more in middle school and in high school, because the fact that I'm just now hearing about it in college is really wild to me. Now, this is pretty much the the ultimate evaluation of how you perceive yourself. So if you really identify with being a successful individual, then that's going to push you towards accomplish, accomplishing more things in life. And when you do come across obstacles and when you do make mistakes, you're going to be able to learn from those experiences differently than, say, you, you always look at the negativity of things and you always look at the, the pain within the experiences. But once you start paying attention to your success identity, you realize that everything is just a learning course. You know, everything is just a another life lesson. And at times you you face the same life lesson over and over again. So once you know that you can make it through anything and that you can be successful, you're like, okay, I got this home. (laughs) I got this home. So the key thing about studying this is learning how do we build our success identity? How do we become more confident within ourselves and not only ourselves, but our abilities to get through anything? Now, like I've said before, just simply understanding that making mistakes and having failures is a part of the process of life that will get you so much further towards having a success identity because it stops you from really harping on the the low points in your life, because life is really just surviving the lows and riding the highs as long as you possibly can. So why not be successful throughout that? Why not feel successful throughout that? So let's discuss the three points to 
building your success identity, there's three ways that I really think is the most helpful towards becoming more confident. Now, the first thing is to match your identity with someone you really look up to and somebody who is already successful. And there is nothing wrong with that. Like there's this stigmatism to saying that you're inspired by somebody or you're inspired by their work. They don't even have to be a celebrity or they they don't even have to be famous. Like just simply admitting that you're inspired by how successful someone is and how successful their attitude is. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with taking inspiration from that and using that to make yourself more successful. Now, I'm not saying copy a bitch. All right. Now, you're going to be in court. You're going to be in court now. But just looking up to people and understanding that. Everybody has looked up to someone, you know, I, I look up to celebrity figures, you know, I also do look up to people in my life, but I really love, you know, female political figures. I love female artists because their attitude, their grit, their tenacity is something that I love to identify with and take inspiration from and apply it to myself because as a result, my success identity is way higher because I just I match myself with the energy of people that I really aspire to be like, like, for example, Michelle Obama. Think about just how she carries herself. Think about her thinking patterns, her personality traits and how she handles everything. She handles things with grace. She handles things with poise. And she always seems to make it through any attack that's thrown at her. And for me to look up to her, there's nothing wrong with that. So the first point is to simply look up to somebody and match your identity with theirs, you know, because if they're successful and they're doing something that makes them successful, you should probably study that and figure out, okay, how can I use that to make myself more confident? Now, the second point is to become more aware of the parts of yourself that hold you back. Now, that takes sitting with yourself, maybe doing some meditating, maybe some journaling, hell, maybe even listening to some music that you've never listened to before, but just learning what parts of yourself that holds you back and admitting that is, it goes a long way towards having your mindset become more positive. Now, the third and final point to all of this towards building your success identity is to describe yourself as a star and to really empower yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. When I tell you people my whole life have like been so salty because of the way I boost myself up, the way I describe myself, the way I'm just, I'm at times starstruck with myself and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with being proud of that especially when you're a black man, especially when you're a gay man and people will try to do everything in their power to tell you that, Oh, you need to calm down. Oh, don't, don't give yourself, um, that, that, that credit that you deserve. Don't give yourself that, um, that shine that you deserve. But if you're not going to give yourself that shine, how can you expect anybody else to do it? So fuck what other people say, fuck that, fuck that. The thing that you have to do is describe yourself as your own star, describe yourself as your own main character and to really 
empower yourself. Because when I tell you, if you expect failure from life, life is going to return that to you. Life is going to give you failure. But if you expect success, if you expect positive results because you know who you are and you know what you're capable of, your identity is going to be right up there with Beyonce. Maybe not Beyonce. I'll give you Michelle. How about that? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But yeah, really sit down and, and just think about the simple things in life and think about the ways that you can appreciate yourself more because you are all that you have. All right. Sure. We have support systems. We have we have all these other things in life, but strip that all away. And all you have is yourself. So really cherish yourself and don't let people tear you down because people will say whatever they can think of to make you want to be in that failure identity mentality. They will say anything they can to make you think negative thoughts, but don't give into it. I have come to the end of my TED Talk. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of So Far So Hood. Be sure to follow the show Instagram at So Far So Hood Show. You can follow my Instagram at Zach underscore iconic underscore Thomas. And we've talked about a lot on this podcast, okay? We've talked about self-control. We've talked about self-care. We've talked about self-love. But next Monday, we talk about self-hate. So you don't want to miss that. Come on now. That topic is going to be fire. So be sure to tune in next week so we can make sure our lives stay so far, so hood.